0: you're listening to Campus Review Radio. To register for our upcoming Higher Equity Summit, examining the various barriers to equality in higher education, visit campusreview.com.au and follow the links to Higher Equity Summit. The exhibition is titled Zhang Peili, From Painting to Video, uh, which is reasonably self-explanatory, I guess, but it describes one, this particular Chinese artist, Uh, who's recognized as the father of Chinese video art. Uh, It it, um, traces his movement from being a painter in the 1980s to uh, being the first Chinese artist to really seriously use video from 1988 onwards. Uh, And after 1994, he uh, pretty much focused on video and media art. And the reason that we've chosen to do that is because we, the Centre, CRW, was gifted uh, a very significant painting of his, one of the last that he painted uh, in 1994, which has never been exhibited before, uh, and it was actually thought not to exist anymore. Um, but it was uh, in the possession of a friend of his, an American artist and photographer, whose name is Lois Connor, and she gifted it to the Centre in 2014, And that became the basis of the concept behind trying to explore how one of China's most significant artists um, made that transition, why he made that transition from one medium to another. Um, And so we've presented uh, a handful of works, which include the painting that I just described, uh, as well as his earliest videos, and some uh, more recent video installations. So the artist, I mentioned, Lois Connor is an old friend uh, of this Chinese artist whose name is Zhang Pei Li. And both of them are also friends and they've worked with uh, CIW's founding director, uh, Emeritus Professor Jeremy Mame. And so Lois, when she was here, her photographs are also in the center um, because she's worked Many years with Jeremy on projects in China and she goes every year to photograph there and so if you come to the Center you'll see some of her work as well and she was here for the opening of our building which as you probably know it has a very particular architecture and, and you know, it reflects aspects of Chinese design. Uh, she was here uh, to celebrate that and in celebration of Jeremy and the Center she gifted this important painting Um, by a significant artist, yes, but also a colleague and friend of of Jeremy's of many years. Um, So she gifted that in memory of the center and and Jeremy's role. What's interesting is, as most people would probably know, the um, Beijing massacre in 1989 in June and and the protest movement that led up to it. Before that, in the 1980s, from the mid-1980s, there was a real sense of... um, all sorts of hopeful and, and in some to some degree somewhat naive sort of hope in all sorts of cultural change. And although there were various government crackdowns, a lot of people widely, certainly from the outside of China, widely believed that all sorts of interesting changes were afoot um, because of economic reforms that seemed to suggest that there might be you know, various types of political reform. And a lot of those sorts of images or visions Were dashed and certainly um, irrevocably changed in 1989. And what this meant internally in China was that for a couple of years in particular, um, the situation was very, very closed, very strict as to what people could do. Um, There was a a real crackdown on, on different modes of expression. Um, a lot of people, as, as is now well known, were sort of rounded up or put under surveillance and so on. And so that obviously affected what artists could do, what they could say. And at the same time, there was also access to new technologies. Um, the, the market reforms and so on continued. And so there was, a, a, at the same time, a kind of commercialization, there was more access to technologies such as television, video, uh, for artists as well, and that's something which happened in the case of jean pei So when he made his first video in 1988, uh, he was really using a technology that um, very few people had, as independent people outside of you know, television networks and people like that, very few independent people had, had access to these technologies. Uh, but by the early 1990s, um, despite the, on the one hand, the sort of political crackdown, cultural crackdown, there was also a commercial opening to to, um, technology from outside. So that, there was a kind of an impetus and a reason to look in a new direction, uh, as well as having the sort of cultural change around, which also became an inspiration to look in a new language. Sorry, it's getting a little bit long, but in the early 1990s, in painting, some painters in the north, around Beijing and so on, as is now probably better known, they started to paint in what 's being called cynical realism or political pop, and these were somewhat satirical kind of um, oblique uh, well critiques of the some of the social and political um, shifts that were being experienced in the 1990s so that 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 is on on the one hand happening in painting in the work of jean Perry, however, he started to make um, Works which were a little bit more ambivalent and not, not necessarily directly about the, the Chinese government as such, but more about um, reflections on, on power, the nature of power as such, the, the way that unknown forces often control our lives. Um, and that could be a government, or it could be, you know, a health situation, uh, natural forces, and this sense of kind of ephemerality. So that's how his work started to shift in the 1990s. I guess one thing that I would add is that the exhibition has been a collaboration between at C.I.W. Uh, and Media Art Asia Pacific, which is an organisation based in Brisbane, and the director uh, is Kim Makin, M.A.C.H.A.N. and that, that's also important to the nature of the exhibition because Kim has worked with um, this artist, Zhang Peli, on numerous exhibitions over the last, so more than a decade actually. And so it's important to also, I guess, underline that these sorts of projects only happen because of the trust and the friendship, uh, the working friendship that's been built up over time. So it was very important for us to make that a part of the overall concept because really we're talking about an artwork that was, um, that comes from a relationship that starts in the 1980s and early 1990s, which continued now between these um, Australian institutions and this artist, between this American photographer and this Chinese artist. And so it's not the sort of thing that um, you can just you know, fly to China six months ago and decide to have this exhibition, and here we are. It just doesn't work that way. So it would be a very different project if that's what it was. That's not to say that those projects aren't good or meaningful, but it's very different to that. And so this, we've really tried to emphasize that this project is the culmination uh, and really builds on these longer-term engagements and relationships, cultural relationships, that have meaning, that aren't just part of a political cycle or you know a friendship year of Australia China it's not about that it's about much more long term deeper relationships